Hello, everybody, and welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 428, Brun 2.0. I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, and with me this week is my good buddy, Rob. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello, hello. And with us this week is also Brun 2.0, the new, the improved, the much better Brun 2.0, also known as Preston, or Durano85, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. Back for a second week in a row like a champ. Brun 2.0. Yeah, Brun took all his money and ran. Uh, so he did. Uh, we went uh, and got the improved Brun. So uh, Brun was will... he covering E3? Yeah. Virus <laughs> free. No. On assignment. <laughs> Brun's working, uh, and <clears throat> we may see him in the chat. I don't know, uh, but he uh, unfortunately couldn't be here today. But uh, he did have a message for us, which I don't think I'm going to share. So just out of spite, if he wants to say something to the community, he needs to be here. Um, all right. So we'll move into what have we been playing? So, Rob, I'm going to throw it at you first. Yeah, very little this week again. Uh, got some Forza Horizon 3. An oldie but a goodie. I actually was thinking about how old is that game now? Is that almost two years old now? It's been quite a while, at least a year for sure, right? Uh, yes? No? I don't know. I can't keep track. Forza Horizon 2, I think, is two three. years old. Or Forza Horizon 3, I think, is getting close to a year old, maybe six or seven months. Well, that's it. Like that. yeah, it's, yeah, it, it came out in like October, I think. Yeah, October I think we're due year. for another one. Oh, yeah, Forza <laughs> will come out this year. Remember they go they alternate. Oh, the regular one, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, September uh, September twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. So not even close to a year, Rob. Good game though. Twenty sixteen, that's it. Yeah, wow. it just came out last year. Huh? Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Did you uh, get the new no. DLC? No. The, the snow mountain. You don't, don't want to drive your stuff. Lambo in the snow. No. Yeah, didn't you have time? Didn't you have trouble reconciling the snow in Australia there, Rob? Yeah, while? that's that's absolutely correct. <laughs> that makes no sense. Alpine Australia yeah. landscape. Hey, that's we, crazy talk. We we had our Australian buddies on here, and they told us they do have mountains and they get snow. Well, I believe they have mountains, and I believe they get snow cones. But snow cones. I mean, you know, <laughs> the Alpine like middle of Europe. Look, at, I, I don't buy. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Forza Horizon 3, uh, played some uh, Roblox with my son. And uh, I've been revisiting Kingdom New Lands. Man, that game is such a huge time sink. It is just crazy. And the thing is... Um, I've talked about this game in the past. It's kind of like a tower defense style game, but it's not top down. It's more like a side pixel art view. And the game is actually, at least for me, quite a bit of fun. But the thing is, I get to a point where I just get overrun and I can't recover. And then I start over. And then it takes me like another two hours to get to where I was. Mm. So it's a huge time sink. And now it's on phones tablets along with the xbox and steam which has been out for a long time but the game is just fun it's just fun get grab it if it gets on sale or maybe it'll be a uh, 
a gold title sometime soon so everybody else can enjoy it for free if they don't want to buy it. But uh, that, that's about it for me. Just uh, really those things. All right. Preston. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of, I think I goofed up. Hopefully we're still recording because I think I missed a step and I'm having problems tonight, folks. Everything needed to be updated. Bruns got us on like 1,800 applications just to put the show together. Oh, yeah. And everything needed to be updated. And I, I've got this list of stuff to follow. And I, so now stuff's changed and the directions aren't 100%. And I, I think I was supposed to launch something that I didn't. And now I did. And it doesn't look right. And oh my gosh, I don't, <laughs> I'm going to roll. So with is, it. is complaining about it part of the process too? Yes. Yes. Another and reason Martin why Bron has been fired. <laughs> and this is this is just my face, Mark. There's nothing wrong with the uh, recording. <laughs> no, that all, you guys look great. That's. What did you play? So, uh, a couple of games for me this week. Uh, first, <laughs> Battlefield One with the DLC that dropped. Uh, with if you're a premium pass holder, you got uh, days, few weeks early, I believe, a couple of weeks. And um, the, new, the new maps are a lot of fun. Uh, been having fun running around with some buddies of mine doing that. I did get to rank 50. Um, I think I'm level 54 now. So I put some time into that. It takes a little while for me to level up. But uh, having a lot of fun with Battlefield. And then I uh, even unlocked a couple of the new weapons, which they do this thing now um, where it's no longer, you know, normally you just buy the weapons with the war bonds you earn as you rank up. The weapons that they put in the DLC this time, you have to perform certain tasks to unlock the weapons. And I'm not a big fan of that because it kind of forces you to play outside of your your comfort zone, which I guess is maybe the intention. But for me, anyway, it kind of has been a point of frustration. Um, but beyond that, it's uh, have, have had a lot of fun with it. And then uh, Dishonored 2 is my second game that I've been playing <coughs> and uh, having a lot of fun with that game. Uh, once again, just continuously surprised by the mechanics. Um, they come, they continuously come up with new level designs, and uh, still, still trying to complete the ghost run. Um, I didn't progress a whole lot further than when I were when from where I was last week. Um, I've been playing more Battlefield than anything, but uh, still enjoying the heck out of that game. It's been a lot of fun for me, and uh, I was even telling Rob might even go back and do a second playthrough, which for me is a rarity to replay games anymore nowadays. So, uh, but that's it for me. I've been uh, racking up the gamer score with some achievements for sure. Alrighty. Okay, so I played, what I've been doing this week, I played, I, I spent most of the week playing some Ghost Recon Wildlands. That game has now officially ticked me off beyond belief um the game I, I, now so i gotta go back on something i said last week where the game didn't have any glitches and it ran so smooth and you know everything was working i don't know what they've done i don't know if they released a day one patch and broke everything or i should say a week one patch but i've seen so many glitches and problems in this game um from just clipping where your legs go through rocks which is interesting uh falling through the environment uh, you call in a helicopter and it lands on your head and kills you, or they land it on the side of a mountain so it falls down the mountain and just blows up, or they uh, drop it into the river. Um, it's just unbelievable BS that 
you're calling in a resource and it kills you or it, it blows itself up because they can't figure out how to drop a vehicle in this game uh, in an area that it can be accessible. It's just so stupid. Um, the game's just gotten, I don't know, i, I just gotten so frustrated. I actually haven't even played it this weekend. Um, I think... I think the last day. I think I was playing it Friday night, and I just like I just quit. I'm like, it's like rage quit. I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't take this crap anymore. Um, so I don't know if I want to put any more into it. I really don't. Um, so I did. Uh, I was gonna wait on Mass Effect, but due to Wildlands turning into such a polished, uh, unpolished turd, um, I decided to go ahead and start Mass Effect Andromeda uh, and see how it goes. And I did hit the limit in the story. So right now, the game comes out Tuesday, you know, Monday night, Tuesday morning at midnight Eastern time. And uh, <clears throat> for those that have uh, EA access, uh, you can play the game now. You can play it early. But it's like a 10-hour trial. So they, But they've locked the story, so you can't play 10 hours of the story. Um, and I, I believe you can play... Well, I should clarify that. I think you can play the story. You can be in the story mode for the 10 hours. But all you can really do is kind of explore, maybe do some side missions. There's a couple things um, that I can go back and do. I did do investigation. I need to go back to the, the Nexus or the Helix or something. I think it's the Nexus. I'm still trying to figure all that, all these ship names and everything. But you go back to the main base, and uh, I can go back and still do that. But in the story... I hit a spot where it's like your trial's expired. Or this is the end of the trial, but you can. It says like you can still explore the world, but you can't progress any further in the storyline than where you are. So they they put a stopper on that for I don't know why. Especially if you bought the game and you're just playing it early because that's what they're giving you. That they're blocking you from getting any further. I think it's kind of stupid, but um, it is what it is. Uh, I get it for the trial purpose, but if they know you already bought the game and already had it installed, I think they should just that trial shouldn't be there. But um, so then I went in and played. Um, I tried to play the uh, multiplayer and found out that the first match I got in, I got connected with some randoms. We played one wave, and then there was a host disconnect, so it puts me in another game. We did one wave and there was a host disconnect. Uh, put me in another game. Uh, did three waves and there was a host disconnect. I was like, "This, I'm like, this is just not good." You know, this isn't even running. Then um, it put me in another one. I'm like, I'll "Try it again." And we actually hey, completed all. While the you played it. Did you get any disconnects? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not really. You can talk about. <laughs> Only four of them, but um, the final time we actually did get to stay all together and it didn't crash us out or disconnect anybody, and we did actually extract. Um, and I, I totally forgot about that. I was, you know, that that's the way the Mass Effect. It's it's like you you play so many waves and you try to get that last wave and then you get an extraction out. Um, but we did extract out, and so the the my first successful my first attempt. Where we stayed connected for the entire match, we actually did successfully complete the match. So I was like, hey, that's cool. Um, so I, I kind of, I, I do like, the, I loved Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. This seems to be identical to it. 
um, you know, uh, in, in in things that you're doing. So I'm really looking forward to playing a lot of that. Um, but uh, so I don't have a whole lot to say in the multiplayer, other than if you've played Mass Effect 3, you kind of have an idea what it is. Um, it is horde mode, essentially, but with extracting at the end of it. And you only go to like eight waves or something. I thought it was going to be more, and then all of a sudden, I think we were in wave eight, and then we extracted. So um, I don't know if it's going to be more than that in the full retail release, or but I, I, I don't recall. But it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it, even with randoms. It'll be a lot better with people that you're talking with. Um, so back to the story. Have, have any of you guys, you guys didn't play it then, right? You didn't talk about it. No, I I I have pre, I have it pre-ordered, but I decided that I was going to wait for the full release to touch it. So, yeah, if it wasn't for the Turd Wildlands, I would have uh, held out too, because that was my goal to wait till Monday night. Yeah, because I didn't want to get into the position I was in now. But I figured I didn't start it until you know. I figured by the time I started it, I'm like, well, I probably won't get the ten hours in anyways. And if I hit that point, I can jump and play multiplayer. But um, where I'm okay. cut you off? Was that a good point to be cut off at, or was it just like cliffhanger? Or that was, um, that... It was just a random. I was kind of surprised because it was like in the middle of a mission. Oh. It's just like, yeah, you're done. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'm in the middle of it. I figured like when I did one, like when I finished my first one, I was like, yeah, it's probably all it's going to let me do. And it mm-hmm. kept going. And I was like, okay, I'll keep going. And I was doing some stuff on the, the Citadel, or nice Citadel, the Nexus. <laughs> Um, Citadels and Mass Effect 1 through 3. Um, so the Nexus, I was there doing some you know, side stuff, and I was like, hmm, is this eating my time? Am I going to get nailed here? Should I get out into space? And you do get on your ship, um, the Tempest, I think is what it's called. I, I, um, and you do go to, you know, you have the option to kind of uh, get out there and do a little exploring. You say where you want to go. Um, and I'm not going to say anything because I, I definitely don't want to have any kind of spoiler. So the only thing I'm going to say about about it is I loved Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Absolutely loved the games. And, and, I, and my, my whole point of when I was first playing Andromeda was like, man, oh, this is so slow. This is so boring. Like, I, I, It's just extremely slow to start up. You spend a lot of time listening to dialogue. But I get it. It, it. It's a new game. It's a new, you know, a whole new branching story, new characters. You know, it has nothing to really do with the old game. So they got to set it up. They have to do that. Um, but it was it was kind of, I think, a little bit kind of frustrating me because I was just like, oh, man, let's just get to it. Um, and when you get, and you do, you'll get into some combat and stuff um, before your time expires or before you hit that block in the story. Um, uh, and, and, you know, it won't matter to those waiting till Tuesday. But um, it's not really that bad. It's just it really starts off slow. But, again, it's expected. Um, I thought of, I tried to think back of the original Mass Effect, and I'm like, well, I think Mass Effect was kind of that way too. You know, it had you had to set up the story and what you were doing, but... It seemed to me like I got to my first mission a lot quicker in Mass Effect than you do in Andromeda. Um, I mean, you get to one fairly soon, but I don't know. It just, to me, kind of felt a little lacking. But um, 
it's it it's it's Mass Effect. I think it's uh, I think I'm gonna enjoy it. I am enjoying it. I mean, when it stopped me, I was kind of like, "What? Hey, no!" Which is what you want. You want to keep going, right? So yeah, yeah. The fact that I was like, "Hey, wait a minute!" I mean, I wasn't upset because I knew it was gonna happen. I just wasn't expecting it right in the middle of a mission. Because um, like you go to unlock something and they're like, "Now nah, you're done. Damn, Come yeah. back later." <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I I am looking forward to it. Um, I will say that the game runs in HDR. It is an HDR game, but I was not impressed with the visuals. Um, I, I I thought these. I didn't think this really looked any better than Mass Effect Three, to be honest. So my one thought was, how long have they been working on this game? Have they been working on it from the 360 era? Because it, it, and then maybe it's just that there, it's more. I feel like the game's more cartoonish than I ever recall it being. Um, even like when you see the Tempest come in for the first time, and they have this big, grand, dramatic entrance, and I'm like, it looks like a cartoon. You know, I'm like, I just, it wasn't impressive, and I'm like, I remember like, I, and now I can't even remember the name of the ship, the Normandy. Like, the first time I saw the Normandy, I'm just like, whoa, this is awesome. This looks beautiful. Yeah. And the first time I see the Tempest, I was like, why does it look like a cartoon? You know what? Like, <laughs> so I, I was really taken back. Like, it just doesn't look as good as I thought it was going to be. I really thought this game was going to be, you know, pushing, like, the, the visuals and just everything was just going to be so amazing. And, and And I'm just finding it to be like, doesn't look like what I thought it was going to be. And then I haven't read the stories, but I know people have been complaining something about the characters. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure what the thing. So I didn't read any of that. And I don't know what all the complaints are. I've just seen the headlines. You know, people are complaining about it. And what I thought when the very beginning of the game, like when you're going through the first part, it was weird because like what I thought was like you're seeing these people and it's like they'll say something, and then they're just like, you know, you just see their head. They don't talk. And you're watching their eyes kind of move back and forth. And everything looks, like, weird. Like, it doesn't look natural. But yet, at the same time, I'm like, well, at least their eyes are moving, and they're looking around. That's kind of cool. But it it, it, it just looks weird. It, there's something about it. I can't put my finger on it. It, it just, like, doesn't. It's almost like they ask a question. And it's like, instead of him responding, he pauses and he's looking around, moving his eyes, and then he replies. So it's just like not, it's like like there was a break, like an unnatural break, and then you get the weird eye movement, which like, I don't know, it's just weird. So when everybody, I look forward to hearing what people think when they see it. It's right in the beginning of the game. Um, you'll see it between your character and um, your father. Um, so... Let me know what you guys think of. I mean, it happens other places, but that was like the most prominent one. I was just like, "This is weird." Um, so I'm just curious what other people think. But uh, that's that's been one of the biggest um, complaints that I've read about over the internet was facial animations just seem awkward, um, and and then a lot of people complaining that the it does even though it is a triple A game, it doesn't necessarily come across as one. Um, in a whole bunch of different aspects, kind of like what you were describing with the cartoony, um, what is the ship called? Them? The Tempest. Tempest. And um, 
So they, a lot of people were saying the same exact, or um, saying the same exact things you are. Is that it's kind of got an awkward feel to it. But if I remember right, doesn't Mass Effect One, especially Mass Effect One, but Mass Effect Two and Three to some extent as well, they all kind of have a weird <coughs> feel to them, in in a way that you know you're playing a Mass Effect game. Does it come across as like that to you, or does it come across as different? To me, and I don't know if it's, I haven't played them in a long time, it feels different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know it's not the same game, I know it's going to be a little different, but it is still the same game, you know. I'm still running with the same pistol, the same assault rifle, you know, I'm not N7, but I'm still, you know, you still got the powers and, and the pull and the throw and, you know, all the... All the stuff you had before, it's still there. You yeah. know, obviously the things are going to work different, and they, you know, but it, it's, it's, it doesn't, it does look very different, and I don't think it looks, it doesn't, the, the look is not in a positive way. I, I don't think it's, mm. I don't think it's better. I think they took a step back, and I, but I, it's, it's still hard to pinpoint why maybe my expectations were too high. Maybe I was, Thinking this was going to look awesome because we've seen some like gameplay, and we're like, "Wow, mind blowing!" But when I think back, what I saw was like, "Well, that was from the back. You didn't see like these. I don't remember ever seeing like a cutscene where I saw this cartoonish looking uh, ship come landing in. Um, The gameplay and the environments they all look good, but again, it's it is more of a. I feel like it's more cartoonish." cell-shaded, not cell-shaded, that's not the right term, because cell-shaded definitely has a, is very different, I think, than cartoon. Um, at least in my mind, they're very, they're kind of two different art styles, um, even though they're, they're still somewhat similar, but it, I think people will understand when they see it. I think it really mm-hmm. came through when, I, when you first see the Tempest landing, and, and you're, or you seeing your ship for the first time, and, and it was just kind of like, I just remember going, what? You know, kind of, had that head tilt and squint in the eye, like, this just doesn't look right, you know? And, and yeah, the, the facial animations and stuff are kind of weird. It, it, it's it's almost, like, it just kind of reminded me of Halo. What's it? I don't remember which Halo it was. But, 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 no, it was, like, four or five, I think, where, like, the Admiral's hand was, like, you know, like, extended. Like, his arms were, like, way too long, and his hand was twice the length it should have been. You know, it just it's yeah. like it didn't look right. Yeah. That that's it. It's not enough to like throw you off, and I'm sure once you get into the game, it, it probably just gonna like you won't even notice it later on. But first going in, it just seemed different. It just seemed very strange, not you know a little off. But again, it's not. It's nitpicky. It really is nitpicky. Um, and if that's all we end up having to complain about, then this game's you know a hit. Um, yeah. Gameplay. I still. I will say one thing. It's right on target with all the others is um, I, I still can't aim to save my life. I've never had, I've never been able to successfully aim in a Mass Effect game. It's always like a struggle to get the cursor on the enemy. Um, and, and I completely remembered that when I was playing this this way. It's like, I got, oh, he's, he's not even moving. Come on, cursor, get right there, you know? And it's just like I'm always doing this. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, you know what? I remember this from all the other Mass Effect games. It was the same way. It, it's just not, like, I wish I could get some... Sp- like smooth fluidity um, like you have in other games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, or, you know, I mean, I know this isn't a shooter per se, 
but I always feel like their shooting mechanics are just off. I, and and maybe I, I probably will dig around in the settings and see if there's there might be an option to maybe change that a little bit. Maybe it'll help me. But um, I, I do remember that from all the others. It was always a bit of a struggle to get on target, so to speak. But um, so not to sound negative, and and I, I really don't want people to think the game looks like garbage. It doesn't look like garbage. It's just I think people will notice a very distinct difference. Um, you know, and it might be a little different than what you expect. But um, I fully expect to really, you know, the game is stepping up. I'm starting to do some things, starting to get some skills. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun. I think there's going to be a lot more uh, management, inventory, and stuff. When you go into the menu, it still seems, like, identical to what we had before. Uh, so, you know, you hit the button and it pops up the maps in the middle. You go up to save, you go left for your journal. You, all those things are still there. It looks just like, you know, the last Mass Effect game. Um, but when I was, like, kind of digging around and the skills and stuff, I, I feel like, yeah, there's mods. And it, it, and it, it I think their menu system might be a little, either it's just because I'm new to it. Some of the stuff I'm like, okay, you had to dig down a level. And it wasn't obvious that you had to click to go, like, it's like, oh, you hit mods. But then you got to select like a slot and then click A to go into the slot for it just to tell you, oh, you don't have any mods. Um, so I, I, I think their menuing might become a, might come as later on in the game. We might find that that might be a hindrance a little bit. Again, I don't think it's uh, it might be more nitpicky, but I just kind of felt lost. Like, okay, I'm not where, you know, what am I supposed to do? Where am I going? Oh, my biggest complaint was and again all i'm doing is complaining i'm sorry this will be my last one the so our hud so it's like where do you go so this thing has a, like a little compass thing across the top so as you move like your 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 main goal well you know like a like a sort of like a red hexagon or something so if you're facing it it's dead center on the on the thing right and then it'll if it's in front of you like a few feet you'll actually see it uh, on the ground but when you don't see that, what I find myself often is because there's the one in the compass, I keep thinking it's, I keep looking up like, oh, it's above me. And it's not. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, go 800 yards forward and you'll find that red box on the ground that you're looking for. But I keep like looking up because of just the way that that thing works. So I'm like, oh, I got to stop looking up. I got to train my mind to know that that thing is not above me. Um, that's probably my biggest annoyance is that the HUD, the way the HUD works. And but, what di what difficulty are you playing on? I'm playing on not the easiest. I think it's just normal. I think there was you, there was an easy. There was like four difficulty levels, so I'm like on. Do you find it challenging on the level that you're on? Um, not. Well, I've died. I have died a couple yeah. times, and I'm very early into the game. So I think for me it will be a nice, good challenge. But, yeah. you know, my skills, I suck at games. So <laughs> well, I, I tend it, to go on the easiest level just to be able to complete it. So. Yeah, I that was one of the complaints I also read about it was that the, <coughs> uh, the, difficult, the slider for the difficulty was um, playing it on the easiest level wasn't exactly easy, but I didn't know. So I... Uh, and what's the? I think the hardest difficulty is insanity or something along those lines. And 
I, I usually stay away from those as best I can. So, yeah, I did feel overwhelmed. Um, one particular battle I got into, it was just like, oh my gosh, what the heck? I mean, I was just getting every, every direction, like people just <laughs> coming from every direction, and I actually forgot that I'm like I had this on a you know normal. Uh, it, it so yeah, I would say a couple of times it felt a little uh, overwhelming. Um, especially being so early in the game, I hope that I hope it doesn't ramp up and get even worse. But um, I expect it will. But hopefully by then I will have learned. You know, I'm still struggling. I mean, when it was happening, I'm like, wait, how do I get behind cover? How do I? You know, when you don't go into cover, you walk up to it and you automatically go into cover. So there's things I'd walk up to expecting to go into cover, and it's like, nope, that's not something you can hide behind. So you're standing there going, hi guys. I got this big giant rock, but I can't get the cover behind it because for some reason developers don't think it's a big enough rock. I'm like, ah, so you're trying to find something else that will allow you to go into cover. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I really attribute a lot of that to just me trying to learn the game, the controls. Uh, in the multiplayer, at one point, I switched guns somehow and could not figure out how to. <clears throat> how to switch back. I mean, I was hitting like every button, every con you know, everything I'm like, I don't even know how to get it. And I think I ended up holding B, I think was what switched the gun. I'm like, why would holding B? It should be Y. I mean, because you're just so geared to like kind of the standard buttons yeah. that, that a lot of developers follow. And I guess, you know, these guys want to do something different. So like, I guess holding B makes you switch weapons. I don't know. I, <laughs> Please tell me X is reload. I have to have X as my reload. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> so, and then A, oh, <clears throat> I had a problem at one point. I couldn't figure out how to get past. But again, it was like they go through the training and they tell you, but you can use the jump pack to move forward or, or jump up to a higher spot. But you hit, there's two different ways to do it. So, like, you can hit A to, like, really jump up on a ledge, but I think there was another way of hitting, tapping B, but B wasn't doing it, and then so I couldn't get up. It was just kind of like going forward, uh, and I couldn't get up the rock, and I oh I have to hit A to get up the rock. <clears throat> so there was like multiple jetpack buttons, and again, it's just got to learn. You know, it's gonna take some time to, to learn the controls, and I'm old and slow, so that's not a problem with the game itself. That's more me. Um, on the no, 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 so let me. I know I've been talking about this a long time. I, I don't really want to dominate the call tonight or the show, but I do want to leave on some good notes. Um, <laughs> there was. So I had to share this because I don't know if people are going to hear it. <clears throat> so I was in the Nexus, and I was walking around, and I, there was these two people there, and I just kind of walked by, and I heard, all of a sudden I heard something about Girl Scout cookies. And I stopped. I was like, was that in the game? And I turned around and walked back over to the two people I just passed, and 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 someone was like, "Yeah, um, you're gonna have to get, you're gonna have to, you know, request the Galaxy Swirls or something." <clears throat> and the, in the game, the the in space in 2080 something whatever, they're talking about some guys jonesing for some Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> and I'm like, "This is so." I mean, it just made me laugh. I'm like, "That is just," I caught. A side conversation that was humorous. Um, so we still have Girl Scout cookies in Mass Effect. Bonus. Um, I you see some character or races. Um, so you're not obviously we're not going to see anybody from the previous games that I'm aware of. 
because this takes place 630, 600 plus years after Shepard. I'd imagine everyone's dead, but uh, you never know because these people are that you're playing as you're 600 years old because you spent all that time in cryo sleep. Um, so who knows? I, I, I'm not totally ruling it out, but you see a lot of the races, uh, that you're, you're familiar with some of our favorite characters in the previous games. And it, it made me smile. It's like, as soon as I would see like, um, a Turian, you know, uh, or I saw, um, I'm trying to remember all these names, like who grunt was, um, Starts with a K, doesn't it? Um, Krogans. Kr- Thank you, Krogans. Or yeah, they're, they're so the Krogan. When I saw the Krogan, I'm just like, so you remember like Grunt and, and and the others in the game, and and I'm thinking of Garrus, and I'm like, man, I would so love Garrus was one of my favorites. I'm like, man, I want Garrus in this game so bad. And then you know you you come across some of these others like an Asari, and you just start thinking back, and it does it brings back memories and. And I start smiling, and I'm like, I, I remember, I'm starting to remember some of the interactions with some of my favorite characters from the previous game, and and uh, I do look forward to, um, uh, you know, playing, and they're, you know, getting to know these, and that's one of the things I'm like, man, there's so many characters to start with, that it's like, I, I want that connection, it's like, you know, so I'm kind of like, ooh, ooh, is this guy going to be someone on my team, am I going to like him, is he going to be someone I'm going to bond with, you know, because I, I, you had those people in the first series that you really liked and you worked hard. Like I remember losing uh, one of my characters and I started over. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not losing him, you know. <laughs> and so uh, a note to everybody, make sure you use the manual save system, um, which is something I got to get myself back. I like, oh, yeah, I got to remember to, I got to save. Before I do a mission, I better save every time before I do a mission because if I lose someone and there's a chance to keep them alive, and I want them alive, I'm going to replay that mission. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I remember that. And I, I don't think I've ever really played a game series where I had that kind of connection, you know. I may not remember it fully. I'm old. I don't remember things. It was a long time ago. But you will, as you start to play this game, you're going to get those moments. You're going to get those smiles. You're going to just, you're going to have that good feeling, even though that's not Garish you're talking to. He looks a lot like him, you know. And it's the same race. And, and, and it does, it just kind of sparks uh, some memories, and you're just like, yeah, Mass Effect, it's here. So, um, the, you know, I'm looking forward to really diving into the game and, and seeing what it all has. And so. Yeah, I think Mass Effect has done that for a lot of us. The, the, the bond we form with those characters is what a lot of people, myself included, um, come back to Mass Effect over and over again and consider it one of the better games that we've ever played, for sure. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to diving into it on Tuesday. And uh, I thought I had the weekend cleared for Mass Effect. And then of course, um, on my calendar this morning, a meeting popped up that I had forgotten about. And it's in smack dab in the middle of the afternoon, which is I'd rather just wake up and get it over with so I can come back and play more. But I'm going to have to break away for a little bit this weekend. But Is that a, cough? Is that a cough I hear? <laughs> You're looking a little pale there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, call in for sure. <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> the uh, the real bummer is my boss knows that Mass Effect comes out on Tuesday, so uh, <laughs> trying to sneak one past him might be a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, no one at work knows I'm a gamer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I learned my lesson. Don't let him know. 
Oh. Oh, man. All right. Um, oh, I guess I do need... Uh, I got one more thing I need to... I did play that I haven't mentioned yet. And maybe this game is the problem that I'm having with Mass Effect. Looking so weird and not really very good. Because the next game I played... Holy buckets! Does it look good? You play as this female character, and everybody that I've seen so far in this game that that she interacts with <coughs> is like mind-blowingly accurate. I mean, it, everything looks really good, and <coughs> and this game is. Um, Wow, how do I say this? Not on the Xbox. <laughs> um, is it on the best-selling console? It is on the best-selling console on the market right now. But is it on the best console? No, of course not. <coughs> so I um, I blame Sean Fuller. You may know him as they call me Imes. He's a host of Horribly Awkward. Uh, he also used to uh, be on Horrible Gamers. All those guys came from our community, so TXL has spawned like a crazy amount of podcasts out there. But uh, so Sean was playing this game and just talking about how great it looked, and I was he was watching, he was posting videos. I'm like, man, that looks amazing, and and I was like, it does seem like a game I would like, and um, I, I didn't want to get a PlayStation Four because I'm like, I bought a PS3 just for Uncharted. So I played Uncharted one, two, three. I did try Last of Us. I didn't like it. Um, and so I only played three games on that console. I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy another Sony PlayStation because there's just not enough exclusives because that's all I'm going to play on there. I, you know, I'm an Xbox guy. I love the controller. I love the platform. Uh, I want to play, you know, these cross-platform games there. But I, I, I had a few bucks in my pocket burning a hole. I had to spend it. And I'm like, what else am I going to buy? I should have bought a big uh, external hard drive is what I should have done. But uh, bought a PS4 Pro. And, uh, and the thing is ugly, I'll tell you that. But anyways, um, I'm not going to go into this, the PS4, but the game Horizon Zero Dawn is absolutely gorgeous. Um, if I was asked uh, by a friend of mine, <clears throat> how would I describe the game? And I'm not that far into it. And I didn't want to start the game until because Mass Effect was coming out, but... Um, again, uh, oh, because of uh, uh, the turd known as Wildlands, I, that's what I went to. I actually went and went over and started playing Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. But, uh, and then I started Mass Effect like yesterday. But uh, um, the game, if, if, if Laura Croft and Far Cry got together and had a child, it would be Horizon Zero Dawn. This is so much Tomb Raider and, and Far Cry Primal um, that I really feel like I'm playing the, a mix of those two games. That's that's what this is to me, and that's the best way I can describe it so far. Um, the game is unbelievably gorgeous. Um, it's i got to say it's probably the most impressive game I've seen yet. Um, wow. And I think that's part of the problem. I was expecting visuals on par with that at a mass effect and it was a, a you know not even close so if you think mass effect andromeda looks great and their characters look good you haven't seen anything i mean it, it's not even close uh, horizon zero dawn is absolutely stunning 
So, but yeah, I did play that. I'm I'm not I'm not jumping ship. I'm not a you know I don't hate Xbox. It's my passion. I'm still getting the Scorpio at the end of the year, um, and uh, I've just gotten the PlayStation because I want to play Uncharted Four. Uh, this game was one. It's like okay, now here's one I think I could play that I might like, and I so far I do like it. So uh, yeah, I've been playing those. So you might get a PlayStation game mentioned every once in a while from me, <laughs> but my love is here, guys. So don't, don't freak out. Anymore. I'm I'm completely on board with you. I think that at some point later on, and hopefully maybe when the PS5 or something else comes out, I plan on uh, picking up a PS4 on the cheap and playing some of those exclusives. Because I I gotta uh, I'll agree with you 100%. Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the little bit that I've watched on Twitch, and um, you know when I watch it on Twitch, I can watch it in the 1080p version, and it's it just looks incredible. So. More, more power to them. They did a great job. It looks like with that game, and me being such a adventure, you know, action adventure fan, like Tomb Raiders, hold a special place in my heart. Um, I'll probably end up right on board with you, maybe at a later date, playing that one for sure. Yeah, and I, I probably should have, probably should have bought the PS4 Slim because I could have got Uncharted 4 with it for like a hundred dollars less than the Pro, mm-hmm. but I, I just felt. I probably should buy the top end. You know, I've got the 4K TV, and why not just get the better system so I can get the best possible visuals out of anything going forward? And they're going to support that one longer than, you know, Slim. You know, kind of like that, you know, people I know Brun's been talking about with the Scorpio, you know. They'll, they'll support the Xbox One until they don't, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, they're going to obviously support the most recent a little bit longer than the ones before that, so... I was like, ah, I'll just pony up and, and get the big dog. So might as well. I bought the nice TV. I might as well. Have, why buy a console that doesn't even make use of it, right? Yeah. So. Well, and and the little bit that I've watched in that game makes me really excited for the Scorpio because, you know, how often were we kids and you see a game come out and you go, graphics couldn't possibly get any better than this. This is it. This is real life. Yeah. You know, and you're you're playing Goldeneye on the N64 thinking, <laughs> my goodness, this is it, guys. We've hit it. The, the glass ceiling is here. <laughs> and so having seen the Horizon Zero Dawn and how gorgeous that game looks, I'm really excited to see what possibilities the Scorpio has for us at a later date, you know, and just being blown away by it, hopefully, you know, given that they do the system justice and do it right. But... Uh, yeah, I gotta hand it to them. That that PS, the the Horizon Zero Dawn, Uncharted Four, those those games look incredible. And uh, definitely, if you're if you're just a gamer in general, you want to play games like that. So, right. And that's the thing. I mean, we don't we're you know we're TXL, but you know we. Yeah. I mean, Rob, you've got you got Nintendo systems, and I mean, I've got a Wii and three yeah. D what three Nintendo three DSs or four of them in the house and. A Wii and I don't know four or five Xboxes, a PlayStation Three, a now a PlayStation Four, and I mean, it, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I, I play games on PC. Well, <laughs> I play solitaire on PC. <laughs> <laughs> My PC is not is not a gaming rig, but if I had a gaming rig, I'd play them on there too. I mean, there's you know we're gamers. We play on our phones, our tablets. It doesn't matter. So, no. uh, and when I burn on Sony, I'm just I'm just doing it just for you know. Play, you know, just for fun. <laughs> but well, I still hate their interface. 
<laughs> I, I should have mentioned in this section uh, that I've been playing because I, I went to a St. Patrick's Day party on Friday and played some Wii bowling. And just so you know, I still got it. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for Rob to drop the bomb one day that he got a switch. So. How do you know Bro. I didn't? <laughs> I said I'm waiting for you to say it. <laughs> oh, God. I know it's yeah, coming. How is Zelda, Rob? <laughs> I had to succumb to the pressure of an eight-year-old. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, might as well jump in uh, to the round table. Oh, I didn't even do my stuff. Okay. See, I'm way, I'm way off here. So let me get my little logos because I, I, I missed the, what we've been playing. So. Patreon, you can uh, support the show by becoming a patron by going to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Patreon. Uh, this is a you volunteering to support us each and every month by a donation of your choice. Uh, you can put a buck a month to $100,000 a month, whichever whichever you want. Um, the more you, the more you uh, give us, the more Rob will love you. Uh, <laughs> So that's a rotating. Which is a good curve. or bad thing? <laughs> it's it's always good. Rob's a good guy. Um, if you prefer to do a, excuse me, one-time donation, you can go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash donate, and you uh, do a one-time donation, and then your name will be scrolling across the bottom as you see. Drano eighty five was our last donator. He was also a Patreon as well. So Absolutely. thank you very much. All right, so next, get into our roundtable. Um, I just had a, and I, I'm so happy to see this, but I'm also sad to see this because not only is Mass Effect coming out this week, Sniper Elite 4's first DLC pack is also coming out this week. And um, I'm going to take a break from Mass Effect to play this. <clears throat> I have put... Lots of time in a Sniper Elite 4. I love the game so much. It was, um, I absolutely love it. I've done about every achievement I could get. Um, I just, yeah, I, the, the few at remaining, just, I don't think are going to happen. But, um, so if you bought the DLC, or if you bought the Season Pass, or, or if you didn't, the new DLC is coming out this week, and this can be played single player or with a friend. It's going to be a new mini campaign called Death Storm. It's a new storyline set after the events of Sniper Elite 4. The Alsos mission is an offshoot of the United States-led Manhattan Project, uh, famous for its research and development of nuclear weapons. We need Carl Fairburn to intercept a critical package the Nazis are bringing into the country. Um, in part one, I, I, I'm not going to read all about that. But, um, so that's, that's how it starts out. You'll have to see the rest of it uh, by playing it. So that comes out uh, this week. It's they put a date in here, but I would imagine it's going to be Wednesday. I usually think like DLC stuff drops on Wednesdays. They do not have a date that I can see. It says sometime this week, so look for that. Um, all right, that that's Rob. I'll throw it to you for the rest of these. Okay. Um. <coughs> So this is something that might affect some of the community members out there. And that's that uh, a lot of us, as soon as we get a new system, Xbox or whatever, Xbox One, 
one of the first things that you do, one of the first purchases other than the console, is rechargeable batteries. At least that's what I've always done. And you guys done that too, I'm sure. Yes. Oh yeah. No. But uh, uh, one of the more popular brands is uh, PSP. Uh, they make the uh, Energizer Xbox One 2X Smart Charger that uh, charges uh, the controllers. And it appears that these things might have gone the way of the uh, Samsung Note 7. Because uh, you might get a little bit of a burn hazard. So while you're hot and heavy playing your game, your controller might actually light up in flames. So the... Uh, That's a feature. Uh, <laughs> What's that? That's a feature. Yes. It's, it's better than stuff. VR. It's just R. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got the rumble pack. You got the vibration. You also got heat. You got fire. So um, the chargers, uh, they say they're black plastic. They measure about three and a half inches long, five inches wide, and 11 inches tall. And it says Energizer on the charger's label. So if you got it, I'm sure you know that you got it. Um the P PDP. Did I say PSP? I think I did before. PDP is the name of the company. They make them for Energizer, and then uh, you can contact the company. Um, you can go to online PDP.com and click on Safety Recall and get a full refund, believe it or not. So they will not just replace it. Uh, they will give you your money back. And I hope you have your receipt or something. Yeah, how are they going to prove this? Because like I've got, I've got an Energizer rechargeable for my Xbox One, but it's not. It's a different one. This one where the two controllers lay flat. Mine's got one where it's like stacked up, kind of above yeah, it. So I like that one. It's, that's the one I've got. I'm sure it's made by the same company, but uh, it's not the one on the recall. Yeah. But I'm like, I couldn't prove. I could take a picture and say, look, I got it, but I can't like, prove I bought it three years ago. So I wouldn't have a receipt. So I don't know how they're gonna do refunds. I'm sure they do it through serial number, so there can only be one claim per serial number. Probably. That's probably a good and you, yeah. And uh, who knows what they'll do with that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's cool that they're stepping up and they're actually doing a replacement. And I'm sure that the whole Samsung situation uh, early last year or uh, whenever that was, I'm sure that set the tone for this. So uh, good job, guys, for doing what you do. Uh, next up. Uh, this was kind of interesting. Um, Forbes has been very critical <laughs> of the Xbox and Microsoft for the last couple of months, okay, maybe years. And I kind of wince every time I read any of their stories. And they had an interesting one the other day, uh, which was titled, Why Going Last Was the Wrong Move for Microsoft and Xbox Scorpio. So what they had mentioned, what they mentioned in here is that all of the um, consoles, for example, have been released or they're releasing prior um, to Xbox. As an example, PlayStation, what? I think they came out first, didn't they? I know they, right? Um, PS4? Didn't they come? They came out within like two weeks of each other in November, I yeah. think. Yeah, but I think PS4 did come out first. Yeah, yeah it was like two weeks prior, earlier in November, and then what was it, 22nd or something like that? Yeah, yeah. 
the Xbox and, you know, Microsoft had that huge debacle with the reveal and all that stuff. And now Nintendo just released the Switch, the PS4 Pro uh, coming out here. And who's going to be the last to the game? Microsoft with their Scorpio. The PS4 has continued success. You know, it's, it's hard to deny that. And Nintendo did pretty good, at least in their first shipment of the Switch. We'll see what happens with the rest of them. You know, we know that they have been having some uh, hardware issues and such, but hopefully those can be resolved, at least for them. And, you know, is uh, everybody going to be tied up with stuff, basically, when... The Scorpio launches, and is it really going to matter? So some of the stuff that uh, they talk about in the article, oh, and they term it, uh, too many ships have already sailed. It's a nice way to put it. And it's still kind of early. We don't know a whole lot about the Scorpio yet. You know, we're probably going to learn a bunch more in the next couple months, hopefully definitely before E3. And all we know so far is it's going to be the most powerful console on the market to some degree. But it's not going to be so powerful that it's going to be the next generation of console, which is going to leave you know, the Xbox One in the dust. So what the author had said, and I'm going to read these uh, uh, three things here that were, that were kind of interesting as part of this article. He goes, he takes those two considerations and he explains why he's worried about the strategy of waiting to be the last one. And uh, author writes, it's going to take a heck of a lot of work to pry PS4 owners away from their systems at this point. Some have already doubled down on the console with a $400 upgrade to the PS4 or to PS4 Pro. Others didn't have the system before this holiday uh, may uh, ended up may have ended up uh, with the slim or pro by now also at this point ps4 has already built up an incredibly strong lineup of must-play exclusives from bloodborne to uncharted 4 to nio to horizon did i say that right neo nio to horizon zero dawn with anticipated titles like the last of us 2 and God of War still to come. If someone is already in the Sony mindset, it's going to be very difficult to get them out of it. The second point that the guy makes is the Switch's future is less less certain, but it's clear that the system has attracted a lot of buyers during the initial launch window, and the appeal of the handheld home console combined with the appeal of Zelda will sell a lot of units for quite a while. And by the time the holiday rolls around, the system may very well have some combination of Zelda, Splatoon, Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, and Xenogears. A heck of a lineup and possibly worth a $300 purchase, which is money that could be instead going to a Scorpio. And the last point here is... I know there are diehard Microsoft Xbox fans who will show up on day one and buy the Scorpio no matter what. I do not know how yeah. sprawling that group is, however. 
And I think there's another <laughs> less spoke. Yeah. There's one. There's one, one sale. And I think there's another less vocal group of Xbox players that feel let down by this generation in one form or another. Or another. At first, by Microsoft's insistence that Connect and the resulting higher price were essential to the Xbox One experience. And now Microsoft has failed to cultivate a lineup of exclusive games to compete with Sony or Nintendo. And I have heard forlorn Xbox owners wishing that that wasn't the case. I know that at least some have switched over to PS4 Slim or Pro lately, and by the time Scorpio rolls around, it may be too late to get them back. And um, and then he goes on to talk about some of the problems with the Scorpio's uh, pitch. Basically says it focuses on being true 4K, more so than Sony. But 4K TV adoption is still not as widespread as Sony's Microsoft and Microsoft wish it to be. So it's only a selling point to a limited group of people. Uh, another thing is it's going to make a uh, big that. fuss about. Okay, it's going to make a big fuss about running higher quality VR during a time when VR enthusiasm seems to be starting to wane pretty noticeably. And lastly. It may play third-party games the best because of its power edge, but without some truly fantastic first-party games, that alone is not attractive enough for most players um, getting the goods on PS4 or Switch. Maybe Sea of Thieves <coughs> and Crackdown 3 can be those games, but Microsoft's Ultra franchises, Halo and Gears, have already new installments, uh, have had uh, new installments relatively recently. And those series aren't exactly what they were once either. Again, Microsoft is failing to invest in must-have original new games or retain the studios that made their old hits. And uh, he just finishes off by basically saying that he's worried about the core appeal of, uh, of the system uh, once it arrives. So, I mean, what did you guys think about all that? Any thoughts? Blasphemy. I know... Uh, I, I Mark, know, you want to uh, go Mark, first? About the 4K thing. Uh, go ahead, Preston. Well, I even made a few notes as you were reading that just so I could remember what to say. But um, <coughs> I think I think there's a couple of things to consider. And I, I understand their point of view. And, and that is um, some of the points they made are valid in the, in the sense that, yes, people have already invested quite a bit of money into the console game. Um, this generation but and the way i view it is that the xbox scorpio is not necessarily um, meant to compete with the ps4 pro i think the xbox one s and the ps4 pro should be considered equals and to some extent i give the xbox one s the edge um, mainly because of the 4k is it 4K Blu-ray? Is that what they call it? 4K Blu-ray player? Right. Uh, yeah. Which is a huge advantage because those alone are a couple hundred dollars right now. Yeah, it's the but, cheapest one out there. Yeah, by far. So I think that the Scorpio is meant to compete with no one right now. Um, and I have to trust that to some extent Microsoft, you know, Microsoft is a billion dollar company quarterly. So they know they know how to make the business decisions and they they know they have to have something in their back pocket. And even Phil Spencer has alluded to um, 
you know, this this year's E3 is going to be fantastic. Now, whether or not we all hype that up to uh, infinity and beyond, and then we get disappointed because we've built it up in our heads, who knows? But I have to believe that not only are they not intending to compete with the PS4 Pro, um, they've already indicated this will be more powerful than anything we've ever seen in the console game, but that they have exclusives already pending. And we'll see probably, I would venture to say, if the Scorpio truly releases in quarter four this year, that they've already got maybe two to three, excuse me, exclusives that we'll be seeing previews for at E3. Um, look at Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a new IP. And and it's just, it, it probably sold, it sold Mark on a PS4 Pro. And I'm thinking that people will, I mean, in reverse, do that for Xbox Scorpio um, once they see some of these um, things. Um, and the other thing I wrote down is that uh, the 4K adoption, I understand I myself am, am still holding out for 4K. The 1080p is working fine for me. Also, I don't have <coughs> any console that would take advantage of 4K. I still have the, the big black box. But, um, you know, 1080p, games were being made for 1080p resolution before it was widespread. And now, if a game is not 1080p, unless your name starts with an N and ends in Nintendo, you don't get away with it. Screw <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, the 4K adoption thing, I, I just think that they, are, they have the foresight to understand that if they're going to release another console at this time, they better plan for at least, two, you know, in two years, 4K is going to be all you know. It's going to be the same as 1080p. So I think they're already down that road with 4K adoption. But you know, I think that at E3 this year, um, they are going to have several, at least two. I'm going to go on. I, I'm going to go on a limb and say at least two new IP exclusives specifically designed for the Scorpio that will um, hopefully blow our socks off. Now, that's. The, what I'm thinking, but I'm not in my entire executive down, office. But yeah, crack down the way, um, <laughs> crack down with 4K extra cloud computing. No, <laughs> just, <laughs> um, so you know. That being said, I think that you know they know what they're up against when they um, thought this through, and they know that they were going to have to not only, to some extent, convert the diehard Xbox people like myself and you and Mark to upgrade, but that they're going to want to bring new people over. And I think the way they're going to do that is exactly with what Nintendo just did with Zelda and what Horizon Zero Dawn has just done for the PS4. And um, I also think there's a lot of really core gamers out there that are going to want the most powerful system on the market, for sure. And, you know, I don't know what the development plan for PS5 is, but... You know, I think that the Scorpio is going to be the most powerful console on the market for at least uh, through 2018 into 2019. Um, and we'll see what happens after that. But that's my those are my thoughts on that. And I could com be completely off, but um, I think we, we I'm, I'm up to this point. I've been happy with what Microsoft has done. So I think I'll I'll trust them this up to, through June. At least we'll see what happens after that. Right. Yeah, and, you know, one thing, one thing that the article kind of locks into is that people are 
locked into one console. And that's really not the case. I mean, right. there's no reason to be, really be locked into a specific console and not go beyond it, other than, let's say, like money or funds. Or if, mm-hmm. if you're a kid and your parents buy you everything and they're only going to buy you stuff for one system, there's plenty of people out there that are multi-console homes. You know, just, you know, whether it's Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, you name it. Um, yeah. You know, those are homes that will likely get a Scorpio that'll sit next to the PS4 Pro that'll sit next to an Xbox One S or whatever, you know, or Switch. Yeah. And, you know, but but how prevalent is that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they definitely have to make the argument um, for, <coughs> you know, producing this console, uh, especially one year after releasing a, a mid-generation update. Um, and, you know, for me, I'm, I'm more fortunate than a lot of people, uh, f- you know, to be able to afford the stuff that I have. So, um, but even for me, a Scorpio would be a significant financial investment. So even though I'm planning on being a day one adopter, I probably won't be able to get my hands on one. So I'll probably be a day two adopter, if you will. But, uh, to some extent, they're going to have to convince me as to why, it's the right choice, even even a diehard Xbox person like myself. But I think that they're going to come through for us. I think that they've got some definitely some tricks up their sleeve for this E3 with uh, some new IPs. I'm really hoping some new IPs. If they just pull back the curtain on Halo 6, I'm going to be a little upset. Um, so I think that that, that being said, I'm, I'm definitely, I agree with... Uh, forget who it was that said it, but somebody in chat said they were stoked for the E3 and... Uh, Oh, it was us. It was you guys. It was me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm on board with that. I think I'm really looking forward to see what they have to sell us on the Xbox Scorpio. And I you know, think that, they've that got brings some... up, That brings up a good point where they probably really need to have a <coughs> new IP, something to really bring in people. Because apparently Halo, Gears... The usual titles that we've all been used to for years, mm-hmm. decades, and with some of those, they don't do it anymore. Mm-mm. They need something new, something well, cool. And some, they're not gonna, you're not gonna visual. see either of those titles. Yeah. We just got Gears of yeah. War four, and Halo five is what it's. This would be two, two years. years, so you know Halo doesn't release that often. So mm-hmm. yeah, right. you're not gonna get a Halo or a Gears this year. Well, and they just re- they just canceled Scalebound, so yeah. um, you know I, I'm interested because they've got to have a new IP. They've just got to, um, you know, I love the third party support that Microsoft has always been able to conjure up, and and rightfully so, they're they're very deserving of that third party support. But um, it's time we get it's time as you know Xbox owners, um, you know, we're over here looking at Horizon Zero Dawn and. Um, what was the other Uncharted. IP that they released? Uncharted, you know, and we're going, okay, where's where's ours, you know? And and then we hear Scalebound canceled, and we're like, oh, all right. I'll pop back in Halo 5, and we'll continue, <laughs> you know? So I think that, I think we're going to see at least two new IPs. Now, I, I'm definitely not on the train of the 299 Scorpio. I think this is a premium product. Um, I think this is going to be in the neighborhood of, I think you can sell a console at 499, if you convince people that it's worth 499 and you don't force a connect on them. Um, 
PS4 Pro is $440. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think that if you tell people, if you give people a reason to buy it and tell them that, and, and 499 is a bargain depending upon what the, the hardware is in that thing. You know, they may be, there may be stuff in there that if you bought individually, you'd spend $700. And if they can give it to us at 499 because of their purchasing power, um, then that's a deal. And people, I think people would see the value in that. But, um, you know, don't force a connect on us. Give us, give us two new IPs to really look forward to that take full advantage of the power of the Scorpio to really showcase it. Don't give us a game that was ported over that you gave a new brightening level to. And um, I, I know personally that would get me hyped for it, and I would be calling my local video game store, placing the pre-order on it for sure, right after E3. So I'm excited. We'll see. <clears throat> so a couple comments I, I wanted to make was um, you do not have to have a 4K TV to enjoy the advantages of Scorpio. It has been clearly stated now by Microsoft and Phil Spencer particularly on uh, a couple weeks ago on Podcast Unlocked. I highly recommend everybody listen to that. He he just, you know, he doesn't give any, like, major announcements. He's not going to do that. But there was, I think, uh, there were several things that he kind of clarified because um, they kind of talked about miscommunication and, or misunderstandings on things that have been said in the past. But he did state that if you have a 1080p TV, you will see your games on Scorpio will look better in 1080p than they do on the xbox one s on it on the same tv because of the power of the box the 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 hardware that it has is going to make those look better so uh, what i believe is you know translation in in my own mind is instead of 900p you're going to see 1080p games the the scorpio is going to give you 1080p games uh for 1080 for 1080p tvs Um, they're going to look better so now it's going to look just as good as a ps4 pro but it also has the capability of 4K if you have the 4K. Um, so I think that it does appeal to all Xbox gamers, um, and especially those that just want to stay with Xbox. Um, and there's nothing wrong with choosing one platform and sticking with it. There's nothing wrong with having all the platforms. Um, you know, but uh, so there is an advantage there. Also, in the whole area of VR, I think. I still believe <clears throat> Microsoft knows this is a fad. I think they learned with Connect uh, because I got the Connect adapter. I got it on my S. All I ever use it for is to turn my Xbox on and off um, and to say, take a screenshot. That's it. I, there's not a single game I own on the Xbox One that, that uses Connect that I'm aware they of. They've completely abandoned it and not. it's not required. No one makes games. I think there's two Connect games, period, uh, on the Xbox One that were made specifically for Connect. One of them was Connect Rivals, and there was another one that just came out recently. And I was like, "Really, a Connect game? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I, I don't even remember the name of it because who cares, right? Um, I do not believe Connect will be available again. It, you can't get an S with a Connect. Um, no. And I don't, I don't, I do believe Scorpio will not have one. I do hope they come out with another adapter or the S's adapter will work on the Scorpio because I'm gonna, I want my connect. I just, I like using my voice to turn it off and on. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. If it's not there and not functional, okay. Give me more resources for games, that's fine. 
But uh, so on the VR stuff, they've been taking a back seat. I think they realize it's a fad. They haven't jumped on board with it. Uh, what they said recently, um, a couple weeks ago, last week, was that they're going to bring mixed reality. So the HoloLens is like a, a an alternate reality. It's not VR. There is the VR world out there, and they're going to somehow combine the two uh, into a capability down the road uh, for Scorpio. So, again, it's like they're not, and they're doing partnerships, and, and I, I still don't think they're going to come out with their own headset. They just did that thing with uh, Dell and HP and, like, Acer, I think, for, like, $300 VR headsets that they're going to make for Windows PCs. You know, I think that's where the VR is going to come in. It's going to be... If you want it, you can go get the headset from these other manufacturers to play Windows 10 games. Oh, guess what? Windows 10 games work on on on, uh, on Xbox One. So they don't have to dive into it and fully put all this money into it like Sony's doing. They're, they're basically not taking any risk. But when they're going to get into it, they're going to go, okay, let's do something one up, and we're going to do this mixed reality. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. I'm not getting a Scorpio with VR. I don't really care. Um, if they release a, a bundle on day one with a VR headset, it would I might get it, but it would depend on the cost. You know, right now I'm like kind of five hundred dollars is my kind of that's where I'm expecting to spend on the console. Um, but but it sounds like VR is not going to be something that they're going to focus on or, or when the Scorpio ships, there will not be a VR option for it. It's going to be in like 2018. Um, and again. If it is completely disappeared by then, okay, they don't have to offer it, and and, yeah. and it's other third party vendors doing it. <clears throat> Do we know? Is there and forgive me for being naive to some extent here? Is there a detriment for a native 4K game being downscaled to 1080p? And I can't believe I'm even having to ask that question. But um, would it? Would it change things like frame rates or, or stuttering or anything like that if a four if a native four K game was downscaled? Do we even know? What do you think, Rob? I because I, I have no idea. No. Yeah. No. That's a question that will probably have to be asked after the uh, Scorpio comes out because um, I imagine that there will be in if if they're they're hyping the four K so much it seems like they're gonna have to you know, put their money where their mouth is and give us a native 4K game pretty quickly. And, and that'll out. probably be first party. Like yeah. Sea of Thieves or Crackdown or something. Something yeah. that Microsoft, because you're not going to get a third party developer to do it for, like you said, 4K is not massively out there yet. But, you know, I, I think just because it's not ma everywhere, you know, the 4K TVs are now cheap enough. You can buy a 4K, I saw a 60... 60-inch 4K uh, TV at Walmart for like $800 the other day. Yeah. And I was like, dang, you know? I mean, the 4K is in the affordable range for people. So, um, and with all these cheap TVs, it, it, it's going to, like that, boom, we're gonna switch, right? Uh, people, yeah. are, people are making the switch to 4K. And, um, like, a lot of the cable providers are now pushing it. Um I believe uh, the the satellite providers are starting to, or they got plans. But I know my cable provider is just did this whole thing recently. I got a couple, several phone calls, you know, robocalls saying, you know, we're making the switch to 4K and we're improving all our download speeds and 
you know, you've got to have certain equipment, you know. So my, my TiVo receivers already set up for that, you know. So, and, and, and as, as they're doing that, you don't, you're putting a new box out. Now, you've got to be prepared. You've got to be forward thinking. And I think Microsoft has done a great job of, you know, if you don't want it, you don't need it. We've got Xbox One or Xbox One S that will fit you at a lower price. If you've got the 4K TV and you're an early adopter, you want to make use of it. I bought a PS4 Pro because I bought the I bought the, the fancy TV just a couple yeah. weeks ago. Why would I buy a Slim now? I mean, it could have saved me money now. I got a free game. Instead, I had to pay extra money and still pay for a game. Um, and I have to buy the game that I want to play that I could have got free. But why not? Why not get the one that does it? Can, you know, can take advantage of the TV I have. And I didn't have the TV, yeah, I would have bought the Slim with the Uncharted 4. But um, <coughs> I, I don't fault them for thinking ahead and providing people because it, that's where it's going. Everyone's going there. The content is on the way. When do, you, when do you, you know, so I think to criticize Microsoft for saying, well, there's just not enough 4K TVs out there. There's going to be. Like, how, how, how much of the market needs to be out there before they do that? You know, you, you can't wait, and then because Sony or Nintendo, Nintendo, what a joke, someone else is going to step in and do it and then take your market share. You've got to be ahead of the game, and I think they're doing it. I think they're being smart about it. And also, I like the fact that this year they're going in their E3, they're going um, first. I, I hate that they go first, but at least they're going earlier. So that all the news that's going to come out is going to get out there. So you're going to have Sunday and uh at least all day Sunday, or you know, at least probably about a 24-hour window where there's no news from anyone else other than Microsoft. And then you're going to get in, and it's going to be, oh, Ubisoft and EA and Activision and Sony and Nintendo, and they're all going to be crammed into, like, a t- so all their articles are going to get jacked up and intermixed, and all the stuff going on within that 48-hour window, and you have Microsoft that has, like, a whole day of just nothing but doubt. So I think they are smart in that, that they bumped that up, and they're gonna they're gonna make use of it. So, and there's gonna be a pre. Uh, uh, Scorpio's gonna get revealed before E3. So, count on it. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna happen. And and by them bumping it up to Sunday, I, I like that too because the energy for E3 will be at a peak. People will be you know it, it, the energy people have for E3 on Sunday it starts versus the Friday that it's, you know, we're all in the EA little conferences or whatever, you know, is completely different. So that'll, that'll definitely benefit them that we're all uh, extremely excited for E3 when they go, um, you know, kind of like Bethesda <coughs> did for them. They've always kind of gone first with like a, a the night before E3 kind of thing. Uh, and everybody tunes in, whether you're a Bethesda fan or not, just because it's the start of E3 and everybody wants to be a part of that. So that'll be good. Them, yeah, and also the next Forza game will most likely be 4K. You know, yeah. and that we're going to see that at E3. We haven't heard a word about it. We know it's coming. Yeah, so I'll bet you that. You know, there you go. There's probably gonna, that wouldn't surprise me to see that come out as our first 4K game for Scorpio. When you know it's going to look gorgeous, you just know that those guys over there are going to oh, just yeah. make it look incredible <laughs> for sure. And then Forza Horizon so. Four next year will be the same thing, 4K. Yeah, for sure. Is that is that good enough for you, Rob? Shot down your new story. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> well, as we run out of time. 
I, I think that uh, Forbes, you know, Forbes brought up some good points, definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're extremely critical, and this is no different. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good to see that stuff. All do right. Do we know? Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was. Uh, do we know if is Xbox One still outpacing the PlayStation Four in North America? Because I know if they're for a few months, they were out selling them, but I don't know if they are still. Just out of curiosity. I, I know in February. I don't think so. Uh, PlayStation. Oh, okay. I'll look up what I can. Okay. I'll look that up while. All right. Uh, next up, uh, this is a, a brand new feature that's uh, rolling out. I don't know if this is for everybody or just the insiders, but uh, there's a new pilot feature uh, for Xbox One and Windows 10, supposedly. Uh, first to be unveiled in the game Halo Wars 2. It's going to convert in-game voice communication to text or typed text into audio basically uh it's primarily like a an accessibility feature but uh you know it's like uh, i guess real-time transcription of people talking so people can uh and see what's going on this is, this is kind of interesting i wonder if this is something from skype because i know skype can do some kind of, of on the fly transcription um to different languages and such. So um, it's interesting that they're doing this kind of feature. Are, are, uh, either, are either of you guys on the Insider program? No, I've heard too many, uh, too many nightmare stories about how it screws up things with their Xbox, uh, their operating system. So I decided to stay away from it. Um, just go with when they roll it out. Um, you guys, you guys had a conversation not too long ago about how the coding. You guys thought the coding was just being added on to every, you know, layer by layer, and they were yep. they weren't cleaning it up. And I, I listened to that, and I thought, you know, I think you're right because anymore, my, um, you know, it definitely seems like the operating system has gotten more and more sluggish over the the life of the Xbox One. But so I've I've stayed away from the preview program just. Because of her, I think Rob, weren't you a part of it for there for a little bit? I believe. Uh, um, I've been a part since the beginning, and I'm also in the new one as well. Okay, and are you having any problems with your operating system or anything? No. No, oh, really. Uh, everything has been run pretty good. Well, um, yeah, maybe I'll have to check it out because I, I seem to. It seems like the a few. Maybe it's just from Facebook posts and whatnot, but I always seem to see think people have. You know, are always having to hard reset their Xbox or stuff because the one something that was in the preview program messed it up. But I'm not sure. I, I think it's yeah. a cool service if they develop it and they get into it. I think that uh, definitely be cool to be able to talk with people that weren't you know of your native language and things like that. Yeah, I dropped out of oh, definitely. myself. Yeah, I just got. For me, it was. Yeah, I'd run into weird issues and things would break. And I mean, that's to be expected. You're in a beta. You're volunteering mm -hmm. beta. And the thing is, is what bothered me more than that was just about every time I turned my box on, it would need an update. It's like, mm -hmm. I have background updates on. Why is this not updating, you know, at night while I'm sleeping like it's supposed to? So <laughs> I got tired of turning it on and having to wait 10, 15 minutes, you know, just because I want to sit down and play a game. 
you know. And then when you're done, it's like, oh, well, then I felt compelled to go read about what's new. What are the little going into that uh, app where you went and tested everything, and they're like, go do this, go do these steps, and then you get points. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I want to play games. So I, I don't want to beta test this anymore. And so, I, and I had kept my, so when I got my ass, I was like, no way am I putting this in. But I kept the original one in or in it. I moved to the family room. But then every time my kids would turn it on, it would be like, Dad, let's do an update again. And so I was like, I got tired of hearing them complain. So I was like, and I'm like, well, I'm never on that box anymore. So it doesn't need to be in the preview program. So yeah. I, I unenrolled it, you know, so the kids can just turn it on and play now. So <laughs> but then it was funny because my kids were listening. Uh, they were we were in the car and I played the last week's episode. And we were talking about the Game Pass. So my oldest is like, do you have that? And his eyes lit up. I said, no, you wanted me to get out of the Insider program so you didn't have to do updates. So, no, I don't have it now, and it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> he was all bummed out. I said, no, it's, it'll be out. It's coming. I said, we'll get it here in a couple months. So, but. I, did, I did sign up for uh, EA Access this week for the first time. I thought... They finally have enough games in the vault for me to make it worth my money. And the CD keys had a uh, promo for I think twenty five dollars for a year. So I'll probably get to the real thing. The real reason I want to try out Beer's Edge, and then I always wanted to play the game Unravel. Uh, but they also have Dragon Age Inquisition in there now, which um, you know I'm willing to give that a try for sure. But um, so I, I got my my preview game pass, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're going to see EA games in the Xbox Game Pass, but because yeah. in a way it does compete with their own program. But then again, you know, Xbox is the only place that EA Access exists. So, yeah. you know, is it, I don't know. Maybe well, no. I thought, you know, it's a good way to be able to, at least some of the games in there that I, I skipped over initially when they came out, I thought for $25 for a year, it'll give me a chance to check out some of those games and, and probably won't. Uh, you know, there's Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 in there, which right now I'm high on Mass Effect. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go back in and play all these Mass Effect games, which, you know, won't happen. But it's a nice <laughs> thought, right? <laughs> well, you better get them done before. <laughs> Tuesday, you got about right? what? About 20. Yeah. You have 24 hours and five yeah. minutes <laughs> to get all three games done. That'll be tricky yeah. considering I know what Mass Effect 2, I think, alone took 60 hours. Oh, I know that game was long. What was the um, uh, so, uh, Mark? Not to switch subjects too abruptly, but I did have a question about Mass the Andromeda. Is the the new rover? What was that called again? The Tesla. The Mako. Or, oh, the yeah. rover. The the Mako. The Mako. Yeah. Is is that in Andromeda? Yes. And if, but and if so, are the controls any better? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was okay. driving the new one around. I don't know what it. I don't recall them even saying a name. I'm sure they did, so it's not Mako, but there's a rover, and uh, the thing's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, that, that was one of my concerns going into it, so I'm glad to hear that it's improved quite a bit. Yeah, it's six-wheel drive. You can hit the left bumper. So, like, if you're going up a hill and it doesn't work, you hit the left bumper, and it, it activates six-wheel drive, and then you just, like, right up the hill. It's, it's slow, but it does climb the hill, which is really cool. cool. It's got boost. So you can go be going, and I'll hit it and just like hit nitro. You get like a nitro boost, and the oh, thing sweet. jumps. Um, you can leap into the air with it. Cool. It's pretty slick. I like it. I really liked it driving it. Cool. Looking forward to that then. 
And about the time you get that, that means you're pretty close to your. You're getting pretty close to the point where you know your ten. No, not the ten hour, just the story lock. So oh, okay, this, okay. So because like I said, I've only. I think that's I. I was probably two, maybe two two and a half hours into the story when I hit that point. Oh, okay. So, okay. But uh, so I still have a lot of time trial left, but it, it I can do it on ma- on multiplayer. But I'm like, nah, I, I tried it. it. It's what I knew it was. I like it, but um, I'll spend uh, tonight or tomorrow playing other stuff until till tomorrow night at nine o'clock. In 24 hours, yeah. I'll be playing Mass Effect. 10 o'clock my time. I'll be there. I'm gonna load it up and go <laughs> open that door that I'm standing in front of. <laughs> so, oh, um, also to answer your question, so. The weekly hardware chart, this is from the 11th of February. The PS4 reigns supreme. Okay. Um, so in the North America, they sold 82,000 units. Xbox One was 70,000 units. Um, Europe, PS4 was 101,000 units. Xbox was 29,000 units. Huge difference. Yeah. Um, Japan, well, PlayStation sold 27,000 units. Xbox One sold 132. <laughs> Japan's never been a very good, uh, strong suit for the Xbox. So That's yeah, so sure. globally, to add those numbers up globally, PS4 sold 255 compared to 112 Xbox One. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, 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 the Xbox is still successful, and it's oh. outpacing. Uh, it's actually outpacing. Um, the 360, which was a huge success. So the yeah. console itself is a success for Microsoft. It's just oh, yeah. Sony, for some reason, is selling like gangbusters. And and the weird thing is, is even though Sony has exclusives, like very few have come out. You know, yeah. there's there's been, I think, The Order, uh, Horizon, Uncharted 4, and there might be a couple others, but those are like the only ones that I'm aware of that have really come out. And this console's been out for what three years. Everything yeah. else is cross cross platform. Eighty percent of what they showed last year isn't even due out for several more years. So it's like showing me a game that comes out in five years is whoop de doo, you know. Yeah. Then I'll buy the console then when it's like five bucks for the hardware, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't well, get into the whole they got all the exclusive hype because yeah it's a lot of stuff is so far away that it's irrelevant they're just hyping it because they've got nothing else um, I know a lot of people have had PlayStations and they're like there's nothing to play oh so, yeah I, no doubt it, it is kind of boggling but I I just think that you know they 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 found the hype train they they hit they hit that hype train right at the right point and and Microsoft kind of shot themselves in the foot right off the bat and. Um, you know, they took off and it just kind of hurt them the whole console cycle. But, you know, I, I think people lose sight of the fact that it, it is a, by, by the numbers, a very successful console. And Phil Spencer has definitely done a lot to turn that the whole, the, the entire future projection around for the Xbox, no doubt. So, but I can only speak for myself and I have an Xbox One and um, I have loved that thing since I was a day one $800 adopter. <laughs> so, you know. And Rob, I'm sure you feel the same way about your Switch. That's right. <laughs> and my Dreamcast. And your yeah. Dreamcast. He's, he's a Dreamcast holdout, yeah. He's, 
He would love to see a new Dreamcast console hit the marketplace. Dreamcast two. Yeah, he'd be a day one adopter. Yeah, running WinCE two. <laughs> Rob, you you should kickstart that sucker. Yeah, <laughs> start a Kickstarter, man. <laughs> And by that we mean really push it down a hill and then you have to hit the power button. <laughs> All right, Rob, we got anything left in the news? I just want to mention uh, Insiders just got an update. Um, when was it? Friday, I think. It was towards the end of last week. And uh, they changed around quite a bit. Like the home screen... Uh, home screen's a lot different now like you uh you hit the xbox button it takes you to like the sidebar thing where if you want to go to the home screen you have to hit it twice it brings it up to, uh, to what do they call it? i think the guide oh i heard uh, beam integrations that. there um there's this new thing about uh, achievements where you can show them in the right hand side you can have a couple of different achievements down there and what was really neat about the whole thing was once you upgraded, they actually put you into a screen where you could select to watch a video that kind of explained the new features and what to look for. So that was kind of nice as opposed to, okay, I see everything's different, uh, what's going on, and you kind of have to navigate through and figure stuff out for yourself if you don't read anything online. So that, that was kind of neat. And uh, I think that's all part of that new creators update, I'm guessing. That's yeah. Not for Windows 10. Do you know, can you still, because the question came up, I remember seeing this and I was wondering the same thing. Supposedly now when you tell your Xbox to broadcast, it defaults to Beam. Is can you? Yeah. Is there a setting to allow it to still continue to use Twitch? And is Twitch oh, still I have an no option? Idea. All right, you need to. That's your imagine, homework for this week, Rob. <laughs> I imagine the app is still there, but now when you hit the Xbox button, you know how it shows all that stuff on the left hand side. Right. You know, like you get uh, well, like settings and this achievements um, and friends list and party. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm I'm starting to confuse the Xbox app on Windows <laughs> with on actual Xbox. Uh, and the phone, because I'm in all of them, and I don't, I'm starting to not know which is which. But on the Xbox, like second or third from the bottom is now a little beam icon. So I think from the GUI natively, they have beam integration, and then Twitch is still the same old way. Okay. So maybe we, we might have to say Xbox <coughs> go to Twitch instead of Xbox broadcast. Yeah. They might make the broadcast command yeah. default to beam. I don't know if we'll. Hopefully, they have a setting in there like you do. You know, like they have to do in Windows. It's like you go in and uh, which which is your search engine? Is it Google, Yahoo, Bing, whatnot? So hopefully, they'll say what's your broadcast option, Twitch or Beam, and you can switch it. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I'm still going to stick with Twitch, just because that's where our show's established. I do have a Twitch page myself, which I didn't use at all. For, I don't. I I just don't think to record that often i did like all sniper four i did all eight missions i i broadcasted all those i didn't do anything for the the turd wildlands those recon turd lands but uh, yeah, i'm just frustrated that game it's it, i'm just i think i put way too much time in it and i was trying to i was at that point where i'm like i'm close to being done and i wanted to get it done before monday night and it just wasn't happening this weekend it just was fighting me every which way it could and I just got so frustrated. So, 
I, I don't mean to call Wildlands a turd. It it's it's still a good game. It's just uh, I as much time as I get into it, I've seen too many things I don't like. So, but yeah, we need to we need to get moving on here. Yeah, um, I'm watching. I actually just realized there is a timer if you're logged in to the certain Twitch page. I can see the time that we've been running. So <laughs> yeah, we got we don't have a whole lot left. No, we don't. So. Did you have any further news? Uh, yes. Uh, there was a quick little recap, and I lost my page of it. Wah, wah. One second here. Do, 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 yeah. do, do. This musical interlude brought to you by <laughs> Rob's pondering and searching. <laughs> a dead air just doesn't work for this most is... of our listeners or audio, Rob, and Saying, hold on, let's have yeah. dead air for yeah, the next yeah, 30 yeah. seconds. Doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where uh, I just went crazy closing all my windows with Control W. I closed out too many. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Uh, a couple of uh, things just to cover real quick um, that happened over the past week. And Microsoft is uh, saying uh, through Mike Ibarra on Twitter that uh, they're going to be changing up social media support. And uh, likely by the time that they release Scorpio, they're going to make it uh, more better to uh, do social media on the Xbox. Don't know really what that means, whether it's sharing content or using your Xbox to view Twitter, which I don't know why you'd want to do that. Because you just do it on your phone. Facebook. I always but, uh, thought it would be cool if you could say Xbox take a screenshot and it, you could have a setting that it would just post to your Facebook or your Instagram or something or a yeah, social group. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, definitely. So, um, yeah, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then uh, let's see, we covered the whole business with the Recall, we talked Andromeda to death, so I won't even mention that. And uh, the Sling app is Sling app is getting a makeover on Xbox One, if you're into that thing. So uh, a huge change to the app. And uh, that's really about it. Covered everything else. All right. All right. So if you want to reach out to us and leave us a voicemail, go to thisxboxlife.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see a little bar that says send voicemail. Click on that. Uh, give it access to allow it to access your uh, microphone so that you can leave the voicemail. We're not spying on you, but we do need to be able to listen to your microphone so that you can record it and send it to us. Be sure to leave your gamer tag and any comments or questions, and we will add it to the show. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter and also on Facebook. Uh, most of the communities on our Facebook group, it's a closed group, so your boss won't know you're talking about games during the day. Unless you invite your boss into the group, then he's going to know everything. <clears throat> so don't do that. Um, all those you can find us at uh, what thisxboxlife.com forward slash Facebook forward slash Twitter blah blah blah. All right, so let's move on to what's new. So, oh, actually, I take that back. Hold on. Hold Got on. Got an email. Got an email. So Rob, you need to bring up what you just said you weren't going to bring up. All right. Uh, so. Uh... X, the X Terminator, or just the Terminator, uh, he, he writes in, uh, hey guys, long time no talk, quick question, what are your thoughts on Mass 
Back then, Dramado so far. I'm currently playing the 10-hour trial through EA Access. Now I've played for about two and a half hours, and I've noticed some things that are making a uh, question if I should purchase the game or not. For one, I noticed some graphical glitches in the game that should have been polished by now, specifically in the cutscenes. Not terribly bad, but not expecting that from Mass Effect. Second, the controls feel sluggish to me. The threshold from walking to jogging is kind of off. Aiming seems slow, and melee attacks are kind of wild. Yes. I noticed an irritating glitch when jumping up a wall using the jetpack and holding A to grab the edge to only fall back down since my feet can't quite reach the edge. You'll see. The last thing, I feel the game is running pretty choppy. A lot of frame drops. The game looks great, but it seems that the game hasn't been fully optimized to be played on the Xbox. I hate admitting that these uh, potential problems, since I'm a huge fan of uh, Mass Effect 1 and 2, but this seems a little odd for me. Thanks, guys, and keep on with this great podcast. P.S. Brun, P.S. Does, Brun doesn't like me. Whenever I would try to join his game, the first thing he would say to the party, Hey, Terminator, this is my last game, and poof, he's gone. I'm not sure what I did to make him mad. <laughs> That's all right. We fired him anyways, specifically because he did that to you. So Run 2.0 won't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you won't play you like that? No. I, play with, I have two games left in me every time. <laughs> yes. Um, I, since I guess I'm the only one that played it, um, I think I pretty much touched on just about everything he said um, <clears throat> with the exception of I don't I don't think the game really ran choppy. I, I don't. I didn't really notice any choppiness. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think everything else he said, I saw or I probably talked about. So I do. I, I and I and maybe that's the thing. It feels like you know, just in some of the cutscenes and just some of the visuals, I'm like, I feel like it's not done. Like. Like, they didn't finish. It's just, you know, when I saw the Tempest land, I'm like, this doesn't look right. It's like, did they forget to finish this? Was this like an early build cutscene that somehow got in here and didn't get finalized with all the nice shiny and reflective metal? I mean, it's like it doesn't look like a ship. It just, it's, yeah, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't look right. But, um, again, I think even outside of the choppiness, um, I think everything really is not... Not game breaking. The jetpacking thing can be a bit irritating. I've had issues trying to get jump up to the ledges as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree with you, Terminator. Um, I don't know if it's game breaking, and I don't know if it should keep you from buying it. But um, if you want to hold off, um, you know, if that's what you choose to do, I'll keep you updated because I will be playing, and I'll be talking about it every week, and I can kind of let you know. And maybe they're going to release it. You know, they might release a patch as well on day one to address some of these issues. So I'll be sure to keep you updated. And feel free to reach out to me on Xbox Live if you have any other questions or you'll want to know the progress. All right. So now we can get into what's coming out this week. All right, a couple of things. Um, yeah, this week isn't uh, as big as some of the prior weeks, but there's still some uh, interesting stuff here. 
I think there's a, a game called Mass Effect um, Alpha Omega or something like that coming out this week. I don't know. Never heard. Did we talk about that? Did we talk, about that? Did we talk <laughs> yeah. about that game? Must be a PS4. Anyway. Game. Yeah. <laughs> so Mass Effect will drop out. Yes. March 21st, if you haven't been playing it already. <laughs> also on March 21st, uh, tr- the Troll, well, not the Troll and I. It's a strange game looking game from the screenshots. Uh, also uh, this week is This is the Police coming out on the 22nd. Then on the 23rd, Dreamfall Chapters, The Longest Journey. On the 23rd, Watch Dogs, Two Human Conditions is coming out. Also, 88 Heroes on the 24th. And lastly, Worlds of Magic, Planar Conquest on the 24th. Games with Gold uh, just switched it up on Thursday for Xbox One. Uh, we have brand new Evolve. I think that's the Ultimate Edition, if I remember right. It is. So um, if you're someone yeah. like me who bought Evolve back in the day, um, go and grab this anyways. If you That way, if you ever play it, there's a ton of like DLC and character stuff yeah. that you will get as part of this. So, I mean, I w- even though I don't play the game now that it, it and it's going free to play anyways, and now that people have got this, you know, it it if you can get a group of people to play it and do it correctly, it, it is a fun game. Um, it can be fun, but uh, I know. But I would say grab grab all that anyways to get all the extra stuff just in case you do ever go back to the game. Okay. Then also, uh, Layers of Fear continues for Xbox One. We're about halfway through that. Uh, that's available until the 31st. And brand new for the Xbox 360, and also backwards compatibility, is Heavy Weapon. So you can grab that one as well. And then, and, uh, lastly, if you're trying to think of a way to support the show, well, one way to do that is to make all your purchases on Amazon using our affiliate link. You can go to thisxboxlife.com, click on the big Amazon logo on our front page, do that each and every time that you make your purchases, and then a tiny little itty-bitty portion of your sale goes uh, to us to help uh, pay for costs of the show and such. It does not cost you anything extra, but it really helps us out. Also, make sure to do that every time you make a purchase on there. And if you're on iTunes, if you're an Apple user, uh, find us in the iTunes store. And then uh, give us a five-star rating and a little review if you want. And then uh, the more reviews that we get, uh, the higher we get up in the ranks over there. So uh, that would also really help us out a lot. And uh, I believe that's about it. We're almost hitting our two-hour mark, guys. And we should probably wrap this up before we get wrapped up. Yep. And uh, so thank you, Drano, for filling in for Bron. Such short yeah, notice. absolutely, guys. Anytime, anytime. So, Ron will probably be back next week. So, uh, but right. uh, yeah, Drano's Which on the run? hook. Two point so. That that remains to be seen. Run one point <laughs> or two point oh. I think, I think run one point might be subbing for two point before long. <laughs> <laughs> run one wife would be happy with that. <laughs> it, it's kind of like if you guys ever want to play your three sixty, you can have Brun back on. There you go. Yeah, the- <laughs> if you want to listen to the podcast in a submarine, you can listen to Brun 1.0. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Oh. Uh, All right. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it, guys. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me again. All right. Well, with that, Rob, did you have anything else either? 
No, I'm I'm good. All right. We thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys again next week. I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. I'm Rob, also known as Priest Star. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm Drano85, also known as Preston. Have a good night.